When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from the Relmar McConnell Media Studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 Now, that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. My producer tonight at Master Control at the home of the Talkstar Radio Network in beautiful Titusville, Florida, is my dear friend Melanie. And at Exxon TV, my chat room moderator is Rob from Scarborough. Guys, nice working with you. And to all our affiliates who are now joining us in the third hour of the live broadcast of the Exxon, welcome everyone. And from our home and to yours, a very happy and safe Easter. Well, it happened again. The last time our good friend Dr. Bill Schneed was on the show, we were talking about the police officers who lost their lives in the line of duty in Oakland, California. Tonight we're going to be talking about three police officers who lost their lives in the line of duty in Pittsburgh because the gun-loving maniac who killed them was afraid President Obama would limit gun rights. A gunman wearing a bulletproof vest uh, and lying in wait opened fire on police officers responding to a domestic disturbance call on Saturday, April the 4th, according to the Associated Press, killing three of them and turning a quiet Pittsburgh street into a battlefield. Police uh, Chief Nate Harper said the motive for the shooting isn't clear, but friends said the gunman recently had been upset about losing his job and feared the Obama administration was poised to ban guns. Now, uh, Richard Poplowski, age 23, met police officers at the doorway and shot two of them in the head immediately. Harper said uh, an officer who tried to help the other two were all, was also killed. 
Poplowski, armed with an assault rifle and two other guns, then held police at bay for four hours as the fallen officers were left bleeding nearby, their colleagues unable to reach them. According to police and witnesses, more than 100 rounds were fired by the elite police teams and Poplowski, Harper said, and then we're, we're quoting uh, Police Chief Nate Harper here. The three slaying officers were Eric Kelly, Stephen Mayhill, and Paul Skillio III. Kelly had been on the force for 14 years, Mayhill and Skillio for two years each. Another officer was shot in the hand and a fifth broke his leg on a fence. Poplowski had, sh- had, sh- had gunshot wounds in his legs, but was otherwise unharmed because he was wearing a bulletproof vest, Harper said. He was charged with three counts of homicide, aggravated assault, and a weapons violation. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, Dr. William Schneed will be joining us. We're going to get his professional view on what is going on. This is the second time within a month police officers have lost their lives in the line of duty. It's about time. It has to stop. Is it time for gun control? That's one of the questions I'll be asking Dr. William Schneed as the Exxon starts on the other side of this commercial break. For Saturday now, April the 11th in the year 2009, my name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. I'll be back with Dr. William Schneed as we continue right here on Talk Star. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. 
We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Radio in Pittsburgh. David, welcome back. You were speaking with us earlier. First of all, David, we are also getting reports that there are officers that have been killed in this standoff. Do you know anything on that front? Can you confirm nor deny that? Yes, at this point we have confirmation from the medical examiner's office of two fatalities. Mm-hmm. There are reports, and some people have confirmed that another uh, police officer has uh, been considered his. Uh, suffered fatal wounds during this incident, which started shortly after 8 p.m. in the Stanton Heights neighborhood of Pittsburgh, where uh, apparently police were going to answer a domestic violence call. Uh, gunshots rang out shortly after that. So at least one of the wounded officers was in a position where uh, other officers could not retrieve him uh, due to the fact that it was still an active situation and he was in the line of sight of the uh, gunman. Uh, we do not know if those people have been recovered. I do see at least two vans from the medical examiner's office um, where they have the press barricaded off that way to get through. We are right behind the command. That's the story that broke on MSNBC, and I'd like to thank uh, MSNBC and KOVAM in Pittsburgh for that uh, the use of their clip. Three police officers killed in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're going back to Saturday, April the 4th with this story. Joining me now to try and make sense of what is going on in the world is a Dr. William Schneed. He's been actively involved in the field of law enforcement for over 40 years. His assignments included Internal Affairs Narcotics Task Force as well as patrol and investigative duties. Dr. Schneed has taught at the Rio Hondo Regional Police Academy on Officer Survival and Ethics. He has consulted with and been assigned to various federal agencies and task forces during his uh, 40 years' experience in law enforcement. He's been routinely appointed by the Los Angeles County Superior and Municipal Court judges as an expert in alternative sentencing and narcotics. Dr. Schneed has lectured on prison reform and was instrumental on aiding in the movement of mentally ill inmates from Los Angeles County Old Men's Central Jail to the new Twin Tower facilities. He's regarded as a professional seeker of truth and holds no bias to either the defense nor the prosecution since he's been called upon both sides. He is the recipient of Law Enforcement Medal of Honor and the Law Enforcement Medal for Valor. Presently, he is also a licensed private investigator in the state of California. He is certified by the State of California Peace Officer Standards and Training Bureau through supervisory level. Dr. Schneed received his Ph.D. in 1994 with dual majors of criminology and psychology, graduating summa cum laude in his bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. doctorate. Bill has uh, testified in court as an expert in narcotics, the penal system, and alternative sentencing, and is credited with over 3,500 arrests during his career in law enforcement. He has testified as an expert in excess of 300 cases. The majority of cases have been criminal in nature. Dr. Schneed is an authority on negligent hiring prevention and is an expert in profiling, threat assessment, risk analysis, and terrorism. 
Dr. Schneid is currently Director of Special Operations for Apex Strategic Investigations Group, a licensed international private investigation firm in Los Angeles, California. And Bill, welcome back to the show. And to you and yours, Bill, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, too. You guys have eggs up there? Uh, sometimes I wear it, yeah. Yeah. Speaking about that, did you hear what happened in the farmyard this uh, the, uh, yesterday? No. Is this another yolk? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, the, the rooster came out, saw the colored eggs, and got a gun and shot the peacock. Oh, my God. Is that where they shot him? <laughs> All right. And um, my last Easter joke, what did the chicken say to the scrambled egg? Uh, I give up. You poor, crazy, mixed-up kid. Bill, uh, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. But here we are again, Bill. Uh, it's, it, within a matter of weeks, three more police officers lost their lives in the line of duty. This time, used as senselessly as before. But this person, the perpetrator of this crime, believed that President Obama was going to start banning weapons. Now, what makes a person like this tick? We've got a domestic issue. He's, he's armed with an assault rifle, two other weapons, and uh, here we've got three law enforcement a, a officers who are killed by this gun-loving maniac. Well, I think you basically hit the nail on the head. I mean, we have people out there that are mentally unstable and uh, shouldn't have weapons at all. I mean, we've seen that in, you know, countless uh, domestic murder-suicide cases. Uh, we've seen them in uh, uh, the current uh, uh, situation involving officer shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know, you see it uh, as these unstable people uh, become further destabilized through different stresses that may happen in their lives. And, and, and certainly you have that group of people that believe fervently that uh, you know, they will take anybody with them uh, before they will give up a weapon. I think one of your emails uh, last week uh, said, uh, uh, you can take my gun one bullet at a time. So, you know, when somebody writes you an email like yes. that, yeah. uh, you know that they are basically unstable. Is it time, Bill, that the um, those in power in Washington seriously look at gun control? Oh, I don't think we'll see that uh, in, its, uh, in, in such a state that it would really be meaningful uh, in the sense that uh, we have probably uh, more weapons already in the hands of citizens than uh, any other country in the, in the free world. And uh, we're certainly not going to uh, go and, and start seizing you know, weapons. Why not? So that being said, at best you can control uh, weapons registry. Uh, you can control, uh, you, you can enact legislation that mm -hmm. uh, causes people who own weapons to uh, periodically uh, undergo uh, some sort of screening. I mean, all of this takes money, obviously. But if you think of, again, the state of California, where just to get a concealed weapons permit, uh, you need, uh, in some counties, three letters of recommendation. Uh, you need uh, people that uh, 
uh, are subject to a psychological screening test. Uh, certainly their background is looked into. There's a huge amount of work uh, that goes into uh, allowing somebody in the state of California to have a concealed weapon. That being said, and if you use California as the model, uh, it's easy to translate that to other states and say, well, if it's, uh, if it's politically uh, appropriate, uh, why not uh, tighten the noose on those people uh, who want to have uh, weapons and yet uh, aren't stable enough to maintain control of them? I, I know that gun control is not the the answer to to everything bill but in my humble opinion i believe that it is a step in the right direction whether the nra likes it or not when you've got within a period of weeks law enforcement officers losing their lives to these idiots i mean these idiots who who carry weapons and in in the case of uh, as, you know of um of some of the shooters who have been licensed by the state to get these weapons. You know, something is wrong with the system, and it's about time that the system is seriously looked at. And and if it comes to the point where everyone has to bring in their weapon, why do people need guns anyway? I know it's a right to bear arms, but we're not talking about the old Wild West when this law was, it was actually in, in, you know put through onto the books well we've had some cities that have had programs where if you turn in a weapon you get a hundred dollar gift certificate uh you know to spend at some local department store and amazingly uh they'll haul in 500 600 weapons um, again these are from the trustworthy people these are sure. you know the criminals that are turning in the weapons uh, just to clarify, the Pittsburgh case is, I took a look at that case, and uh, unfortunately it was a terrible error uh, on, on the behest of the 9-11 operator that took the call, uh, who failed to notify the officers that the caller indicated that the person was armed. So they walked into an ambush thinking this was a routine family uh, dispute call, uh, the 9-11 operator was immediately fired. But uh, I doubt very much had they had that broadcast uh, that those three officers would have been killed. Still, a gun in the wrong hands. That's what it boils down to. I don't think well, that... I you, don't know, you, think can, you, can, you can take that, Rob, and extrapolate it and, uh, you know, to the widest... You know, sort of like a pebble hitting, uh, you know, the pond and the, the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, look what we're dealing with off the coast of Somalia. We've got some morons in a lifeboat, you know, holding the U.S. Navy, you know, basically hostage uh, uh, with, with a few weapons uh, against destroyers, against aircraft carriers. And uh, are, are, are these people any loonier? Uh, no. I mean, we have a world that's armed to the teeth, and whether they're pirates, whether they're uh, idiots in the United States, doesn't matter. I mean, if you consider the, the amount of weaponry uh, that's out there, uh, you have to shake your head. I mean, think of the Middle East. Here you have Stone Age people living in, in, in rock caves 
uh, with sophisticated grenade launchers. I don't know anybody in the United States that runs around with grenade launchers. Where do these people get all this stuff? Then there's the case of the... Uh, let's take a commercial break, Bill. You and I will be back on the other side. Dr. William Schneed is our special guest at this hour, www.worldfind.biz. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. And personally, I don't see the need for people to have weapons. Hunting rifles are one thing, but assault weapons, automatic weapons, concealed weapons, uh-uh. In this boy's book, there's no need for it. That's what law enforcement is for. They've got the training. They've got the ability. They've got the authority. It's time to bring John Q. Public back to reality. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Less than 1% of all homicides among school-aged children 5 to 19 years of age occur in or around school grounds or in uh, or on the way to, uh, to, for, to and from school. And this is going back uh, to a report from the Center for Disease Control in 1997. My, haven't the times changed? Uh, Let me see. Children and gun violence. In a single year, 3,012 children and teens were killed by gunfire in the United States, according to the latest national data released. And this is going back to 2002. That is one child every three hours, eight children every day, and more than 50 children every week. And every year, at least four to five times as many kids and teens suffer from non-fatal firearm injuries. And that's from the Children's Defense Fund and the National Center for Health Statistics. Um, gun violence uh, and America. American children are more at risk from firearms than children of any other industrialized nation. In one year, firearms killed no children in Japan, 19 in Great Britain, 57 in Germany, 109 in France, 153 in Canada, and 5,285 children in the United States. That is a statistic from the Center for Disease Control. 
Guns in the wrong hands? Well, faulty records enable terrorists, illegal aliens, and criminals to purchase guns. Over a two-and-a-half-year period, at least 9,976 convicted felons and other illegal buyers in 46 states obtained guns legally because of inadequate records. Uh, let me see. Uh, America and gun violence. Every day, more than 80 Americans die from gun violence. And that is uh, from the Coalition to Stop Gun Violence. The rate of firearm deaths among kids under 15 is almost 12 times higher in the United States than in 25 other industrialized countries combined. American kids are 16 times more likely to be murdered with a gun, 11 times more likely to commit suicide with a gun, and 9 times more likely to die from a firearm accident than children in 25 other industrialized countries combined. And uh, finally, guns in the wrong hands. Well, Americans for Gun Safety produced a 2003 report that reveals that 20 of the nation's 22 national gun laws are not enforced. According to the U.S. Department of Justice data, only 2% of federal gun crimes were actually prosecuted. 85% of cases prosecuted relate to street criminals in possession of firearms. Ignored are the laws intended to punish illegal gun trafficking, firearm theft, corrupt gun dealers, lying on criminal background check forms, obliterating, uh, uh, obliterating firearm serial numbers, selling guns to minors, and possessing a gun in a school zone. To access the law enforcement gap, um, federal gun laws ignored uh, are continuous, and the number one reason why these gun laws are ignored is because of a lack of funding. These statistics are, 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 are terrifying. What do we do about this, Bill? Well, you know, I think the constitutional issue of uh, the right to bear arms is, is sort of a, a, a weak standard because obviously... The founding fathers were dealing with muzzle-loading weapons. Mm-hmm. They weren't dealing with 16-round clips and automatic weaponry. So, right. you know, holding holding that as the litmus test of uh, uh, we have a constitutional right to uh, own a firearm, fine. We can have a constitutional right to own a firearm that fires three rounds. You, you know, there's, there's nothing that says we have to have these high-capacity magazines around. So... You know, you you look at the uh, uh, at, at the general public uh, that that owns firearms, and you know, a, a terrible number of them uh, are not well balanced. Uh, they you know they they use it under this illusion of home protection. Yet, I don't know when the last time is that you you, you read an article where somebody broke into a house, and if it wasn't for the owner possessing a firearm, uh, he could have been killed. I mean, the, the, the incidents where uh, a home protection firearm was utilized is so few and far between that uh, that, that, that hardly holds any water. So then you have that, that vast group that believe that an armed citizenry is what will keep our country free should the government ever decide to turn on its citizens and take all its weapons and suddenly become some other kind of country. And, uh, you know, I mean, you might as well throw that in with the 9-11 conspirators. 
I mean, these things are just not realistic. Um, I mean, we, we, we had a guy the other day that uh, uh, we arrested that uh, had a, a missile in his backyard. A missile? Uh, a missile. An actual missile. He had, he had bought the parts off of eBay and assembled a functional missile. Didn't have a nuclear warhead, but it, it certainly had the capability of detonating uh, wherever it went and whatever kind of warhead uh, that he decided to put on it. But, uh, I mean, we, we got that quickly enough. But, I mean, there's people out there. there. There was a pursuit in San Diego a few years ago. I don't know if you saw it up in Canada where they were running after a guy with a tank. Yes, I, I did see that. <laughs> I mean, so you can sit there and you say, well, what about a gun? Well, what about these? How do these idiots get a hold of a tank? <laughs> so, I mean, it's it, it's comical in its own desperate way, yet, you know, there are uh, there, there is just a plethora of, of all kinds of weaponry, not just handguns, of all kinds of weaponry that should not be in the possession of citizens. Period, and and is there a way to solve that problem? I doubt it. Uh, I think this will be, you know, this is one of those arguments that, uh, you know, it will go on forever. It, it, it's a, uh, it, it's a never-ending argument that, that doesn't have a solution. And every time there is an attempt uh, to regulate uh, firearms possession or types of firearms. Uh, these kinds of things are given six months to be impl impl implemented, and during that period of time, of course, everybody runs out and, and gets those weapons that wants them. Uh, they're never something that uh, are going to be implemented immediately. So given six months to a year before some law becomes law, uh, allows everybody to go run out and get these high-capacity uh, magazines or weapons, uh, and they're all happy. So we basically shot ourselves in the foot, so to speak, in an attempt to regulate, you know, with the knowledge that obviously everybody's going to now have a big opportunity or a window of opportunity to obtain the stuff. The question is, why are people allowed to purchase assault weapons to keep at home? It makes no sense. Why does a person need an assault weapon? They don't. I mean, we regulate machine guns. Yes. Uh, I mean, people can't just go out there and buy a machine gun. I mean, it requires all kinds of background checks and special tax stamps and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and the ATF, uh, you know, scrutinizes it. But then, again, you can look at that as a, an example and say, well, when's the last time somebody shot somebody with a machine gun? Well, it doesn't happen. Why? Because it's so tightly regulated. Well, but you're looking now at assault weapons that easily can be made into fully automatic yep. mode, and you can go on the Internet and, and find 100 different sites that will tell you exactly step-by-step step how to do that, and, uh, and, and, and nobody needs that kind of firepower. I mean, we're not out there in the bush in Australia, uh, you know, hunting wild boar or something. I mean, this is a, a, a civilized country in which that kind of firepower simply is not necessary. And then you've got the the stories about parents. Uh, there was a story, uh, I believe it was last week, where a father took, uh, took the lives of his own five children 
and then took his own life. Then there was the story of the lady who took the lives of her two children. You know, it's it's nuts. Something if we can't if we can't do something to to um, what's the word I'm looking for here to to try and discourage the use of firearms in the commission of crimes, and if it's you know something is wrong with the system, and the system needs to be fixed. Well, I mean, the revelation is that 90% of the perpetrators of murder-suicides are male, and about a third of those male-perpetrated suicides, or excuse me, homicides, end in suicide. And so you can go back again to that point of the ease of obtaining a weapon. I mean, the questions in obtaining a weapon is, have you ever been mentally institutionalized? No. Are you under psychiatric care? No. Have you ever taken any psychiatric medicine? No. Well, and then you're signing it under penalty of perjury. Well, nobody researches that. So the form in itself is laughable. Nobody is going to put, I don't care how crazy they are, nobody's going to put down, you know, are you mentally unstable? Yes. I, I mean, it's it's just... As I say, it's going through the motions. It's extremely frustrating for those of us on the law enforcement side to see these kinds of not even feeble attempts at, uh, uh, at, at isolating these folks and prohibiting them from opening or owning weapons. It's, it's just ludicrous. It's, it's, a, it's an exercise in futility. I mean, nobody is going to admit to being a drug addict on a no, form and, and get a weapon. You know, uh, one of the, um, you and I talked last time about the the lack of exchange of information that is kept on certain computers. You know, you'd think that in today's technological world that the information pertaining to the purchasing of weapons in one state would be available to all members of law enforcement in every state. Isn't that what NCIC is for? Well, NCIC has a number of different divisions within that computer database. Uh, you know, one of it is has to do with weapons, but you know that that also is controlled under the Department of Justice. So it's uh, NCIC is controlled by the FBI, but it's a it's a it's a national computer that has information ranging from arrests to uh, convictions to uh, intelligence information. It depends on what area you're accessing. But certainly ATF has the uh, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms unit in which is the central repository for all of these gun sales, uh, has all of its information available. I can ask ATF to give me a printout of every weapon sold by Joe's Gun Shop, and they can give me a printout of all of that or every weapon sold by Joe's gun shop that was used in a crime. Uh, I can get a print out of that. So you might then say, well, well, now hold on a second. What if this one particular gun shop has an inordinate number of weapons being sold that are then being used in a criminal activity? Why don't we close that gun shop? Obviously, 
you know, they're making some unholy alliance with those kinds of unsavory individuals that seem to be buying weapons from that gun store. Exactly. I No argument here. Uh, but, again, we don't do that. So it is a... Um, you know, it's it's a prioritizing. It's uh, you know, I think the, the the excuse of it's a funding issue is pure nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we find money when we need to find money for the most frivolous things in this country. So, you know, hearing the excuse that it's a funding issue is just just pure baloney. Tell me, Bill, when an officer in the U.S. runs a want, warrant, and record on someone through NCIC, does NCIC kick back whether or not the the person who is uh, the subject of the officer's inquiry has uh, has a weapon or not? Has purchased no, a weapon? No, you have you have to specifically uh, request that information. It's not. Uh, it, it doesn't. The basic run through NCIC is for any uh, national wants or warrants. Bill, stand by. You and I have to take our final commercial break. Dr. William Schneed is our very special guest. www.worldfind.biz. That's www.worldfind.biz. Still to come on tonight's show, Cal Korf will be joining us from Prague in the European Union. And uh, from Laura, myself, our family, to yours. A very happy Easter one and all, and uh, watch out the uh, chocolates for the kids. I still say that next year we are going to come up with a, a scraper, a ceiling scraper, so that mom and dads around the world will be able to scrape their kids off the ceiling after they eat all that chocolate Easter morning. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on Talkstar. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, 
mental and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Dr. William Schneid is our guest. His website is www.worldfind.biz. That's www.worldfind.biz. Bill, do you think that if they were to, uh, when somebody applies for a gun permit, who pays for the background check and uh, all the paperwork necessary? The uh, buyer does. All right, so what would be the uh, the approximate cost of getting a gun permit without the not including the cost of the gun. Uh, you mean currently? Yes. Oh, I think it's something around twenty-five dollars. I may That's be way it. off, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not off by much. Do you, you think know, something that, between fifteen and twenty-five dollars? Is that does the who has the final say whether or not this person can actually get this weapon? The clearance comes from the Department of Justice. It's sent electronically uh, to the Department of Justice for clearance, Mm -hmm. and uh, the the clearance comes from them, and uh, the the buyer then can take possession of the weapon uh, within, I believe it's a 30-day wait. was 15. I think they extended it to 30. Mm -hmm. I don't recall, but I know for the longest time it was 15, and then they got backlogged, and it became became 30 in some areas. So they basically have a window of, you know, roughly 30 days to clear somebody to uh, to purchase the weapon. And that includes uh, a, a buyer-to-buyer. If I wanted to buy a weapon from you, mm-hmm. you have to take the weapon to the gun store, and the gun store acts as the intermediary. You, you can't legally sell your personal weapon to me without going through a gun store. Bill, how often uh, does it happen where once a permit has been issued that it's revoked? And what are the causes, uh, what are some of the reasons uh, why a permit would be revoked? You mean on, uh, on your ability to purchase? Well, let's say Joe Blow goes and uh, applies, uh, f- purchases a weapon. He gets, his, he gets the authorization from the Department of Justice. What would be some of the reasons for the Department of Justice uh, to revoke that right? Oh, there could be a, um, a notification of a temporary restraining order uh, or a prior history of, uh, of being a violent crime, uh, being on probation or parole. Uh, although, again, having those kinds of people, mm-hmm. uh, an ex-felon is prohibited by law forever owning a gun. Uh, having those people, you know, wander into a gun store is probably slim to none. Uh, so it would it would have to be, you know, something along, you know, the the lines of uh, of either being dumb and dumber 
to go to a gun store knowing that you, you've got a record uh, or the police flagging you for, say, domestic violence or some such thing, and it's flagged with the Department of Justice. Bill, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, to you and yours, my friend, a very happy Easter. You too. Don't go hopping around now. I promise. I won't do the bunny hop without you. Okay, take care. Take care, Bill. Dr. William Schnee, www.worldfind.biz. Now, when I come back from this commercial break at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, uh, we're going to be going to Prague in the European Union as Cal Korf joins us for another edition of Cal's Corner here on the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 